Welcome to Encourage the Believer. Our goal is to share truth and strengthen the body of Christ. Here's Brother Tim Bell to share our encouragement for today. Hello and welcome to Encourage the Believer. And I trust that you are having a wonderful day. I'm so glad you're able to join us this morning. And uh, we've got some a uh, couple of announcements. We have a uh, a new book that I have that I've written and put together. It's called Encouraging the Believer: Original Devotions, Poetry, and Stories. And um, if you would like a copy of that, please private message me through Facebook and um, let me know how many you would like to have. Uh, I would need your address. We have um, Zelle. Cash App, PayPal, Venmo, or if you're old school, we have check and cash, and that way uh, you would need my address. So just uh, private message me, and I can talk to you about that and uh, hopefully get this book to you. I sold out of the first copy, uh, the first printing, and um, so they are going to start tomorrow. Uh, September the 6th on, I believe it is, the 5th, the 5th, uh, to, um, to do a reprinting. So uh, if you'd like to have a copy of that, make sure you, you contact me. Um, I want to talk to you today about uh, something that I know that as parents, uh, we probably have done this and that uh, um, you've probably said it to your children, maybe even your grandchildren. Uh, you may have said it to uh, your your good friends, your best friend. Uh, you may have even said it to your husband or wife. And uh, so today we're going to talk about uh, the word promise, and we're going to use the subject God's unbroken promise. His unbroken promise. You know, um, whenever we talk about promises, we have to understand that uh, God's never broken a promise from the beginning of time until this present day. And he's not going to start with you. If he told you that he is going to do something, if he is giving you a way to be able to uh, serve him and you're looking for uh, the promises of God to, to come to fruition and uh, to strengthen your walk, rest assured uh, that they are true and forever amen. So uh, we're going to talk about God's unbroken promise, and you're going to find that in Genesis chapter 15 uh, with Abraham. And uh, we're going to talk about that here uh, uh, for the next few moments. I want us to, to think about what promise is uh, God going to be sharing with uh, Abraham? So let's look at verse chapter 15, verse 1. And after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. So the first thing that I want us to notice is that, that Abraham's fears and doubts with a promise are addressed right at the beginning. Um, God appears to him. The word of the Lord 
you know, it comes to him in a vision. And the word, uh, the Lord would come to um, people of scripture in that time in many different ways. Um, he would come either by personal appearance by God, um, an audible voice, uh, visions or dreams, um, sometimes ministry of angels, working of the Holy Spirit of God upon the mind, uh, the making alive of a passage of scripture to the heart, and uh, the ministry of a prophet or, or a preacher in your life. And when we when we see this right off the right at the beginning of the chapter, we notice that the case here, the word of God came to Abraham uh, in a vision, and he told him two things. He says, uh, uh, "Do not be afraid; I am your shield." And there was a good reason for God to to say this to Abraham. You know, Abraham had. Uh, just defeated a much larger army made up of four kings, and he had reason to be afraid. <laughs> I mean, you know, expecting an attack of uh, retribution back on him and revenge. But he tells him, Be not afraid, I am your shield. And he says, I am your shield and your great reward. He is needing a shield because of the possible attack on him, but he's also needing a reward because of what he had denied himself of uh, from uh, the offer of reward from the king of Sodom. In Genesis chapter 14, uh, verse 21, he says, And the king of Sodom uh, said unto Abraham, Give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. And Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have a lift, uh, I have lift up mine hand unto the Lord, the most high God, um, the the uh, possessor of heaven and earth that I will not take from a uh, thread even a shoe latchet and that I will not take anything that is in thine uh, that is thine lest thou shouldest say I have made Abraham rich and so you know he he turned down the reward that the king of Sodom um wanted to give him and so he was he was needing that you know that reward and God told Abraham that though Abraham has sacrificed for his sake he would not be the loser for it and that's something that I you know I want us to to stop and to consider you uh, when we do sacrifice for God when we do uh sacrifice something that is that is going to put us in a difficult position and we're doing it for the Lord we will not be the loser of it I I normally say to people when you put God first you won't come in last and so Abraham was being taught here hey look you're not only going to you know uh, have a shield which is me and that would be enough, but I'm also going to give you, I am your great reward. And so the Lord, he knows how to become the answer um, to our every need. And when we need a shield or we need a reward, he becomes those things for us. Spurgeon, Charles Spurgeon said this, I do not think 
that any human mind can ever grasp the fullness of meaning of these four words, I am thy reward. God himself, the rewarder of his faithful people, if God be our reward, let us take care that we do not do really enjoy him and let us exalt him and let us not be pining after other joy. So he says, I am your shield and your great reward. You know, do not be afraid. Boy, that's, that is something I know we've talked about that. Do not be afraid. And though Abraham was afraid and for good reason, God also gave him a reason to put away his fear. And God tells us also to, to not be afraid without giving us a reason, but to put away our fear. And, you know, Isaiah 41.10, Fear not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. And so he's wanting us to put away fear because that fear is like a cancer in the life of a, of, of a believer. And he didn't want that for Abraham. He wanted to start the conversation with him by reassuring him that he is going to be protected and that he is going to have a great reward through God himself. Don't be afraid, Abraham. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm telling you as well, you know, when, when the circumstances of life and the trials of life and things begin to mount up and, you know, you want to believe, you want to claim the promises, remember that God is telling us to put away our fear. He is our shield. He is our buckler. He is our high tower. He's holding our right hand. He's saying to us, fear not for I am with you. Don't be afraid. So he started off with Abraham and his fears and doubts. And then really quick, Abraham honestly expresses his doubts in verses two and three. And Abraham said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me? Seeing I go childless and the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham said, behold to me, Thou hast given me given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is uh, is mine heir. So he's he, he's being honest with God. <laughs> he's saying, "Hey, you know," and it's kind of humorous whenever we think about the way he's saying it. Hey, I don't know if you've noticed, <laughs> but I have no heir. And he speaks honestly. And, and he expresses these doubts. What will you give me? It was as if Abraham was saying, well, what good is it that you're my shield and reward when the only thing I've ever wanted in my life is a son? Where are all those descendants you promised me? I mean, he was humanistically saying, you've given me material things and you want to give me more and protect me, but what good is all of this if I don't have an heir to give it to? I want a son. I want a son that you promised. And right now, all I have is this Eliezer of Damascus. And he's a good man, but he's not my son. You've given me no offspring. 
and he was bold in his approach, I will say that. But this is a great example of prayer. Instead of holding in his frustration, he brought it before God with an honest heart. And I'm going to come back to that. He says, I have no offspring. Looking, uh, looking at it from, from our viewpoint, it sounds as though he is doubting God. And I believe, you know, that, that one can tell the difference between a doubt of God's promise and one that desires God's promise. And personally, I feel here that he wanted to believe and was looking to God to strengthen his faith. And, 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 and I believe that's what he was doing. But I want to come back to that, that he was, um, you know, instead of holding in his frustration, he brought it before the Lord. Listen, God wants you to talk with him and he wants you to be honest with him. I mean, he, remember, he knows the thoughts and intents of what? Of our heart. And so whenever we're, whenever we're at that point and we are, um, you know, frustrated with the situation or we're anxious or, you know, we have that tinge of fear that it may not go the way that God promised. Remember, he has never broken a promise and he's going to show Abraham here that very uh, thing. Now, the next thought I want us to see here is that Abraham, he gets an answer from God in verses four and five. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him saying, this Lord came unto him saying, this shall not be uh, thine heir, but he uh, shall come forth out of thine own bowels. Shalt thou, uh, shall be thine heir, I'm sorry. And he brought forth him, uh, he brought him forth abroad and said, look now toward heaven and tell the stars. He said, if thou be able to number them, and he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. So he's telling him, Abraham, you're going to have the, you're going to have the, the uh, promise of, of having an heir as many as the, the stars in the heaven. And that's something that I think that, that every one of us at, you know, at one point in time need to understand when God tells us something, he's not exaggerating. You say, boy, that that's exaggeration. He's not exaggerating here. He's not evangelistically speaking. He is saying your descendants are not going to be numbered. And he reminds uh, Abraham that he would indeed fulfill the promise that he made in, in Genesis 12 and in Genesis 13. The promise of one coming from his own body will be the heir in, in Hebrews chapter 6. The fact is, is that we need that faith and patience to wait and let God set our timing and inherit God's promises. And God explains exactly what he meant. This was not going to be a spiritual heir, but a physical one. And this is very necessary because sometime, sometimes we misunderstand God's promises. He not only did, uh, not only did he uh, uh, 
remind him of the promise, but he confirmed it with a great illustration of the stars of heaven. He said, look up into the heavens and count the stars. This would be the number of the descendants, and one of them would be the Lord Jesus Christ. So he gets the answer from God. And then Abraham responds to him in verse 6. And he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. Abraham, in his response, put his faith in the Almighty God. I mean, this belief was accounted or credited to Abraham's account. And there are two types of righteousness. Righteousness that, that we account by our own righteousness, the works that we do, and then righteousness accounted to us by the work of God when we believe. And since no one can accomplish perfect righteousness now, we must have God's righteousness accounted to us by doing exactly what Abraham did. He believed in the Lord. God's accounting is not pretending. He does not account to us pretend righteousness, but as real one righteousness in Jesus Christ. This is the first time that believe in righteousness are used in Scripture. So this promise was recorded four times in the New Testament. In Romans chapter 4, verses 1 through 3, in chapter 4, 9, 19 through 24, uh, and uh, Galatians chapter 3, verses 5 through 7. And no one could say that Abraham was made righteous because of obedience or fulfillment in a ritual or a law. It was faith and faith alone that caused God to account Abraham as righteous. The faith that made Abraham righteous was not so much believing in God, but it was believing God. I mean, we could believe in God. The, 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 the demons themselves believe that there is a God and they believe in him, but they don't believe, put their belief in him. Those who only believe in God in the sense of believing that he exists are merely on the same level as the demons in James chapter 2, verse 19. Now, God's broken promise to Abraham, not found in Scripture. And something I want us to, to think about today as we, as we go. Whenever, whenever we tell someone, I promise you I'm going to do this. And then, you know, we don't fulfill that promise. The, broke, the, the, the promise is broken. And so then we come to that person again and say, no, I promise you, I tell you this time, I promise you this time, I promise you. And for some reason, something happens and, and the promise is broken again. There, there will be no faith in you the next time you say, I promise. But hear me, any time that we go to God and we put aside our fear, 
and we understand that he is our shield, we understand that he is our great reward. We understand that what he is going to do is he's going to be honest with us and we need to be honest with him. And then he shows us through scripture, not exaggerating, but absolutely through scripture, what he is going to do for us. And when we believe, believing God at his word, he accounts that to us in righteousness. Unbroken promises of God. Boy, there's promises all throughout Scripture. And I'm sure that you, you may know some. But I want you to know this as we leave. Don't think that God is going to start with you by breaking a promise. He hasn't done it for over 2,000 years and he's not going to start now. Believe. Trust with all your heart. Don't lean into yours or anybody else's understanding. But in everything that you do, every thought that you have, acknowledge him. Give him the glory. Give him the praise. And he will direct your path and fulfill that promise. I trust this has been a blessing to your heart. Remember, if you enjoy the podcast that we have through Encourage the Believer, make sure you like us, follow us, and share it with your friends as you go through the day. I trust that you have a wonderful day today. And remember to encourage the believer. Hey, it does the body good. God bless. Thanks for joining us on Encourage the Believer. If you like what you hear, be sure to follow the podcast and share with your friends. See you next time.